as welcome back to the Celtic Students podcast. I'm Erin and I'm doing a PhD at the University of Glasgow. So be an episode short, Mester J. Gilkes Burl. So in this episode, we'll be speaking in a mix of um, Manx and English. As do Tashin Lotrish, Ruth Kegan Gell, and Grenadier Ek Kulchavanen. So today we're speaking with um, Ruth Kegan Gell, the Grenadier, the uh, encourager, I suppose, at Kulchavanen, um, an organisation based on the Isle of Man. So Felchot, a Ruth, as Gurumayad Son Lotrum Jew. So welcome to the podcast, Ruth, and thank you for speaking with us today. Thank you, Aaron. I'm very happy to be here. We're very happy to have you. So I was wondering if you'd be able to tell me a bit about yourself, your story with Manx or your history with the language and the culture. Well, I'll say a little bit in Manx and then I'll, I'll go into English. So Tammy Bushman and Tammy Kumalun to Jasper. As um, yeah, Tammy Lot Gilg as Tammy Michiolada as Renadan, yes. So um, I am from the Isle of Man. I live here in the south of the island um, and I speak Manx. And I'm also a musician and a singer. And I suppose that's how I came to Manx, actually. That's my journey into Manx. Um, like so many other people, I suppose, that the, um, the traditional and Celtic music can, can be a really good way of actually finding out about languages and actually being a really accessible way to get into it. So I grew up uh, listening to a lot of Scottish Gaelic songs. Uh, my dad's heavily into Gaelic, uh, Gaelic songs and also Shannon songs as well. And I also had um, Manx music around me. And when it when I left the Isle of Man to go and study music uh, at university, um, it was then that I was missing the Isle of Man, you know, particularly. And I got even more interested in Manx music and then the language side of things. So um, it was that displacement of not being on the Isle of Man anymore that yeah, got me really, really interested in in um, the things that make the island so special, I think. So. Kidata Culture Vannon, like what do you do? What is the organisation? Um, so Culture Vannon is, uh, as it's now known, was established in 1982. And it was called the Manx Heritage Foundation. It was uh, established by an act of Tinwald, which for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what Tinwald is, it's our parliament here in the Isle of Man. And, the trading name Culture Vannon um, in Manx Culture Vannon, just, just the same, um, was uh, inspired by the island of culture celebrations in 2014. And the name reflects our continued work to support and promote our culture in inclusive and engaging and, and creative ways. So we've got a strong and proud history of supporting and promoting Manx culture through development, education and grant giving work. So that's what Culture Vannon is and what we do. In terms of the, the past of Culture Van and the sort of the history of the organisation, what would you say some successes of it has been with regards to the Manx language? Well, there's been loads of different successes. I would say it's actually really hard to just pick out one or even a handful, I suppose. Um, with my predecessors who've done a fantastic job for the language, there's been a, um, a huge amount of encouraging people to get involved with developing courses, different resources, um, teaching a lot of Manx. Um, as well, but also through grant giving work, um, which has supported things like research. And that's something that's still happening now. We've, we've just um, awarded grants for some more research into Manx, which, which is great. And it needs to, you know, supporting Manx, not only at a grassroots level, but also in 
uh, for academic um, academic study, uh, for example, conjunction with the University of Aberystwyth and things like that. So um, it would be hard to pinpoint one thing exactly, but um, bringing it to a wider audience and bringing it worldwide as well. And of course, it's not just Culture Bannon who have done a lot for the Manx language and um, many, many other organisations and individuals here too. But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to be involved with such a vibrant, vibrant organisation who are so forward thinking. What do you think the impact of Culture Vannon's activities have been on sort of the wider culture of like Manx language and the associated sort of music or dance, etc.? Well, I suppose it's done lots of different things through its grant giving. It's helped artists and bands, uh, for example, like the rule to bring Manx music to a worldwide audience, um, which is fantastic, really putting Manx music on the map. Um, we've been able to support things like fantastic publications, different research work, but also inspiring people through development work that we do as well. So the work that my colleagues do, for example, is really inspiring, like Dr. Flory Woolley, who's set up the Brie um, Youth Movement for Manx Music, and that's been running for a number of years now. I've had countless children go through that and young people. Um, James Franklin, who I work with, has developed a number of fantastic online resources, which really get a lot of engagement from people. And I talked about not on not only on the island, but all around the world, which is fantastic to see, but also to do with the Manx language more specifically, um, the work that my predecessors have done in the role of Ngrenyada is has been to really inspire and infuse people and get them involved in Manx language um, and get them excited about it. So that might be people who already have a bit of Manx who want to develop it and become really confident speakers or people who don't have any Manx and they're just starting out on their journey as well as more fluent speakers and providing things for them. So I'm excited to take on their, you know, their the role and to try and to do my best basically to to be the encourager and to help everyone within the lang language community. Marlon and Grenada, could you explain a bit more about what does the Grenada do and kind of on a daily basis, what, what is the job? I promote Manx within the community um, as well as supporting the delivery of the Manx language strategy. So that's really, really key um, for basically making sure that language, Manx language is going in the right direction. And if you want to read that, that's on, um, you can find that, it's the 2017 to 21 Manx language strategy. Um, I'm also responsible for delivering adult language courses and classes and developing resources in conversation groups and doing projects and, and developing those um, not only in-house, but working with different people, maybe government, maybe different organizations. Um, and promoting Manx through traditional and social media as well. And that's getting, you know, increasingly important, especially in, in the age we are at at the moment where a lot of the things that we're doing are online. So um, real visibility for the Manx language. So that's what I do. How did you become the Grenada? What's led you in your life to becoming, sort of taking on this role? Well, I've done a lot of teaching in the past. So I, I trained, after I did my music degree, I trained um, to become a secondary school teacher and I've also done quite a lot of primary work and teaching adults. So I have quite a breadth of teaching experience from early years right through to adults. And so a big part of the role as in Grenada is teaching and trying to infuse people and be positive. And I feel like I've, I've had a, a larger experience of being able to do that um, through my teaching work, but also 
as I previously mentioned, I came to the language through song. And so I've got that kind of a background to me too, where I have toured around Europe um, and through the British Isles. And I've really seen people's positive response to the language and how excited they get. So I've, I've got lots of different kind of strands, I suppose, to my background. Um, and when you're when you're a musician, you have to be able to project manage things as well. You have to be able to manage budgets and come up with in, innovative ideas and things like that and work with other people and be a team player. So um, I loved the idea of what, you know, what the job was about here. And I, I loved the idea of working with such a vibrant team who are so, so passionate, enthusiastic. And I get on like a house on fire with so when the opportunity came up to apply for it um I thought well I'll give it a go and see what happens you never know and um I was very fortunate to be able to be appointed uh in the post so um I've been in there since the very end of uh, September 2020 I was part-time for two months to, uh, while working out another job and then I came into the role full-time at the end of November so not been that long yet and it's been a lot of it's been in lockdown <laughs> but you know uh, I'm enjoying it nonetheless I love it I love it yeah so as you mentioned lockdown speaking of that what kind of challenges do you think that's posed up to the role of the Grenada or to the promotion of Manx language and culture in general over the last year or so there's been a few challenges where in-person events have obviously not been able to take place. So we've had to be able to think on our feet a lot more quickly and be able to go on to online events. And there's been a lot of, I would say, being much more adaptable and flexible and resilient, perhaps coming from that and also coming up with new ideas that will be easily adaptable quickly to go online if we need them to be. So in a way, there's been a little bit of a silver lining in that it's made us more resilient to thinking about how, how we can actually adapt things, but also reach wider audiences too. So there have been challenges to in-person things, but we've we've kind of just had to get on with it. Like everybody, well, as many people who can work from home, of course, like not everyone is able to do that, but we've we've just got on with it as much as we can. So we're still having all our meetings online and teaching online and things like that. But um, things are still ticking along. We're still getting lots done. So that's good. We're still work working hard behind the scenes. I suppose you've learned over the last year that some things actually maybe work better online or some things obviously don't work so well. Do you think there's anything you've learned over the last year that you might take forward into the role of Grenada in the future? Definitely. I saw last year when pandemic first hit that the language teaching needed to go online and I saw at that time how many people who previously hadn't been able to access language lessons in the same way because they lived in say America or Australia um, were able to suddenly come along to the lessons when they went on to Zoom or conversational groups and that was really inspiring for me and to see Chris Lewin for example delivering a course in the summer and it was really really well received that's something we're repeating again this uh, spring into summer because it was so well received online and you, you saw lots of different people from Ireland and Scotland as well getting involved and it really actually helped bring the Celtic cousins uh, together as well I think so this January I launched some Zoom only lessons and the idea behind that was 
at that point, we weren't actually going to be in lockdown when I'd organized them, but we ended up being in lockdown. But these are just going to go run throughout the year anyway. And they are good not only for people off island, but they're also good for people on island who can't get to lessons for whatever reason, accessibility issues, maybe childcare, um, and why, wherever they can't get there. There's a way that they now can, if they've got access to a device and internet, they can then do that from the comfort of their own homes. Really embracing online things has been something that has been a positive to come out of things. And that's definitely something I'm going to carry forward in a blended approach. So in-person things as well as online. And I was really impressed by um, different projects that have just happened recently, not, not to do with Culture Bannon, but, but we sort of promoted them and said, this is brilliant. There was a, a sort of inter-Gaelic bake-off that Isla Callister did um along with the the editor of nose magazine and um they they did that and it was great and it was on facebook live and we all made bonnig along with them and that was something that was just really really accessible to people and got loads of people talking about it so more things like that would be great to happen and i'm sure we'll see more of those in the future was you making bonnig yeah bonnig and it was it was a recipe i'd not used before and it was uh it was delicious it was julie matthews uh recipe so head teacher of the bumstow gildeck and uh it was a blastle very tasty and maybe we should explain to i suppose non-manx listeners what bonnig actually is how would you describe it say so bonnig is a concept no i'm joking it's not it's <laughs> bonnig is it's it's kind of so traditional and Manx that it actually has its own championships the, the Dorby World Bonnig Championships so it's a kind of I would say it's like a traditional I would say fruit bread cum cake because some people make it more in a kind of bready way some people make it more in a cakey way actually sometimes people don't put fruit in them so maybe it's a little bit misleading to say fruit uh, I always use fruit when I make mine but the one that we made that Julie Matthews had taught us to make, it was, a, it was made with buttermilk. It was so quite a moist sponge, um, like, a, like a tea loaf, but enriched with buttermilk. And the one I make, which is from a traditional peel recipe that was in my family, um, is, yeah, it doesn't have anything like that in it, but it does have fruit. So it's, it's, it's all different depending on who's making it, but it's really yummy. So highly recommend if you can get some bonnig it is very good I suppose you were talking about the future of Manx what's maybe just culture van and hope to accomplish in the next year or few years with regards to the language and culture do you have any plans yes I do I mean I think that it's really important for all members of the language community to feel supported and so that's really really high on my agenda is to try and see where are any gaps that need to be filled or plugged um, and to work not only just within culture planning but with other language organizations and with jeeb and the manx language network to be able to try and plug those gaps so if i notice okay um this thing needs to happen how can we make that happen so yes yeah, so there's, there's definitely things that i've got rolling at the moment some new project ideas that i've noticed i think all oh, that could be done and so I'm, I'm excited to launch some of them and some of them are some of them are kind of uh, ready to be launched a little bit later this year in Gilg 21 in June. So we talked a little bit about sort of the future of Manx. Does Culture Van have any plans for the next year or so? I think it's really important to help continue building up people's attitude to Manx in a positive way. So even if you haven't yet explored Manx, to be open to the idea of 
learning Manx or that Manx is used and seeing its emotional benefits as well. So that's something that I feel like the Welsh are very, very good at doing is actually tapping into the emotional benefits of speaking Welsh and using Welsh. Not only it's, um, you know, the financial benefits or anything like that. Um, I think that's really important to show why Manx is important to people. Um, but also helping all parts of the language community feel valued and supported and really sort of emphasize working together and, and something I really want to say as well I'm very open to suggestions from people so I hope that people feel that they can come to me and say I've, I've had this idea I feel like this needs to happen so trying to identify sort of areas where there's maybe little gaps and how can we plug those working with Jeeb and the Manx Language Network to help do that as well and working together to make sure that we're not duplicating anything so we're working all together to make sure we're actually working on appropriate resources and accessible resources and we're not just sitting and duplicating the same things so um some of the things that I've been working on tie into GILG 21 which we'll talk about I'm sure in a bit um, which is a celebration of the Manx language it will happen later this year and some things are to do with things like place names as well. So that's something I think is really, really important because if people are frightened about how to say place names here on the Isle of Man, they're not gonna use them and they're going to stop being used basically. And I hear that all the time, people switching over to the English because it's just easier for them to say. So one of the projects that I'm working on at the moment, which we launched in a bit, is a series of videos, which will go to quite common place names and kind of do a little language lesson and like a potted lesson on how to pronounce that name, but also what does it mean? So, and maybe it's etymological kind of background or the history of the place, if it's got a quirky history or something like that. So even places like Triven, which is White Beach, um, there's so many Triven places on the Isle of Man that people will naturally often revert to saying a White Strand or White Beach or not even calling it its name because they don't know how to say it. So things like that are really important. And um, we can obviously see that happening in places like Wales as well. And, and, and it's so important to keep, um, keep making sure that people are happy with how to say the place names so that they keep getting used. Um, other things that I am enjoying working on at the moment is, is working with the likes of Chris Lewin. So he's going to be doing um, another reading course for us um, starting next week actually on Zoom for 10 weeks. Um, and he, did a he delivered a fantastic course last year and that's for more advanced speakers of Manx and that kind of plugs a little bit of a, maybe a wee bit of a gap there for a course. Um, and also we'll have some stories from him that he's writing at the moment um, that will be more aimed at intermediate learners, giving them some kind of comprehensible input as well. So there's stuff that they can read um, and feel very, you know, that's accessible um, and listen to as well, some, some recordings. Um, but many, many other things as well, like trying to work with different um, groups over here to, to get more Manx, more visible as well. Um, so trying to work with businesses and, and show them that they can use Manx and how can they go about that. And oh yeah, um, another thing that I'm going to launch later this year for Guild 21 for the celebration is 
Law Gilgram badges, which um, means speak Manx to me. And that is just a nice way of Manx speakers being able to wear something that just identifies them as somebody who speaks Manx or is you know, uh, interested in learning more Manx and encourages people to have those conversations um, because they might meet a Manx speaker and they don't realize that they're a Manx speaker. Um, and if they have these little badges on, it might help them spark those conversations. But it also, for people who don't have any Manx yet, they might see these badges and think, oh, what's that about? And then ask the question. So it's, in, it's increasing visibility of Manx all the time. So those sorts of things and lots and lots of events online and in person, hopefully, all being well with the COVID situation, will be taking, part, uh, taking um, place over the summer. And so I'm um, really excited for all those things to happen. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a good year for Manx. I suppose in the past, Manx has come through many, many challenges um, with regards to its revitalisation, etc. What do you see the main challenges as being like now or in the next few years? I think attitudes are a really important thing with this. So if we can work on helping explain to people why Manx is important, why it's a, a unique selling point for the Isle of Man um, and why it's important in the, the context of the history of the island, but also what makes the island what it is. It's, it's woven into the fabric of the island. It's woven into the very place and who we are. Um, then I think we will be able to do a lot if we can, if we can basically help people's attitudes become much, much more positive and actually, I think that is changing. I think that is getting better and better all the time. Certainly the attitude towards Manx now has come on in leaps and bounds since when I was a little girl here on the island. But just keeping that moving and helping people see why it's important. And Jeeburn, the Manx Language Network, has a role to play within that as well to help spread that um, the advocacy for the language. The work that's being done is fantastic with schools. Um, so the work that the Manx Language Unit are doing and the Bundeskol Dilgach are doing, Munjaberga are doing, and the Department of Education, Sport and Culture are doing with children growing up through the system is really, really good. And I think that's super important as well because they are our next generation of Manx speakers. So we have to support them, make them feel supported and, um, give them the resources that they need so I think if we can support our children as well as everybody through the whole community right through um you know to lifelong learning but also um help shape positive attitudes as well and just help people realize how amazing Manx is and how lucky we are to have it that would be great for Gilg. You mentioned Gilg 21 quite cryptically. Such a failure, Um, So it's a bit of a festival for Manx in June, but it starts on the 9th of June and then it runs through to the 9th of July. Um, and it's from Jeevan, the Manx Language Network, which is a network of language professionals. And what we're doing is under the umbrella name of Guild 21, which translates to Manx 21, 2021. And we have a month long celebration of Manx where the language community and the wider community are basically asked to get involved and they can put on events, they can put on projects, um, or they can come to me with ideas and also Culture Vannon will be running projects and events as well. And that we're just going to have a big old celebration of Manx 
for a month, but then this will hopefully have a longer effect because the ongoing effect of having this celebration is to help people think, oh, this is brilliant and do more things in the future. So it shouldn't just last one month, it will roll on uh, in, into coming months and years, we hope. So um, what we are going to do is we're going to do lots of different things and it's also going to tie into the column pillar um, 1500 celebrations which are happening in Ireland and Scotland and um, from they started the December 2020 and running right through to the end of December 2021 and so we've got some key and um, key dates within these 9th of June to the 9th of July so we've got Tinwell Day on the 5th of July which is the Isle of Man's National Day and we've got some Columbus Feast Day We've also got Lair Columpilia as well. So we're incorporating, incorporating those dates and we're going to be doing things to do with Manx, but also an interplay between Manx and Gaelic and Irish as well. So there'll be different projects that will celebrate the links between Ireland and Scotland and the Isle of Man assisted nations. So um, yeah, it's, everyone can get involved. The programme of events is, is coming together really nicely now and projects and we should be able to... to Give you some more details on those pretty soon and um, because there's going to be loads of things happening which is great and lots of things online as well so um, wherever you are you are in the world if you've got an interest in manx you'll be able to celebrate with us and get involved sounds really good i can't wait to hear the details closer to the time absolutely the european charter for regional and minority languages um that seemed to me quite an important piece of news with regards to Manx, um, could you maybe talk a bit more about how that might affect the language or what, what that might mean for the future? Absolutely. So the European Charter um, was really, really important or is very, very important for the protection and promotion of Manx Gaelic. So by being confirmed that um, part three of the European Charter for Regional or Minority Languages would, would be applied to the language in the Isle of Man. It helps to and recognises the need for promotion and facilitation and encouragement of the use of Manx. So um, it happened because in 2018, we had a panel from the Council of Europe, um, this, this panel of experts visited the Isle of Man and they were really impressed and delighted with the re revitalization of Manx and they were seeing it as a, a potential for other minority languages around the world. So um, that wouldn't have been possible without lots of community-based initiatives and coupled with the um, targeted Isle of Man government support. And um, so now we've got that um, it's, the Isle of Man is showing its commitment to our language and culture and it's taking proactive steps to pro protect and promote this and that's really really important so it's it should strengthen the language and um, really really should strengthen the language and um, I'm very grateful to to colleagues of mine within the Manx language community for their hard work and in, in putting this proposal together and doing doing a lot of work for that so it's brilliant that sounds like it's all good news yeah absolutely so would you have any recommendations of sort of media or like places to start for people who might be interested in Manx or maybe only have a little bit of Manx or what would you recommend out of the fast course of Manx entertainment or resources I think Learn Manx is a really good place to start and I've just been working on restructuring the website actually so in, in about a week or two it'll be a little bit more streamlined with very very clear sections to go to so all the resources will be 
earmarked uh, under five different categories. So if you head to the learn part of that website there, you'll have all the different parts, um, courses, read, listen, watch and learn, and, and things like that under there that you can go and find things. It's really, I would say, different strokes for different folks, really. Um, some people prefer things like Say Something in Manx. Some people prefer the podcast Gilgath. And we've got a course um, and just working with Jameis O'Meara, who's a fantastic language, um, Manx language teacher and speaker, um, to develop a four-part course called Law Gilg. And that's just in development now. And so it depends on your kind of... Um, depends on your preferences for learning but definitely I would go and have a little route around and see the different resources there's so so many on the website and um, that you can explore and there's reading material there's interviews that you can watch and you can listen to and um, there's spoken dictionaries as well so you can go and hear how different words are pronounced so there's lots and lots of different things that you can go and have a look at um, I also think reading if you can get really good novels that you enjoy reading if you're a bit further on in ranks um i really like reading things by brian stoll i've really enjoyed works that he's written and um, he writes really nicely and um yeah and, and that's that's what i've enjoyed doing as well um later on so um i would say check out learn manx first and then um if you want to improve your manx maybe have a look have a little read of some books of, um, of novels and, and see how you get on. Yeah, I still remember um, Dunverus and a Two to Follow from high school. It's a classic one. It's a classic, absolutely. <laughs> Love Brian still. Also a very good singer as well, which uh, he did a, He did an album. It was, it was put onto CD, but it was originally a record. And um, I've, I've definitely taken a lot of inspiration from his, his songs, his singing, for my own singing, you know, listening to how he was, how he was doing them. And, and so... Uh, that's why I was thinking, you know, the link between music and language is, is really, really good. And that's what Brian and people like Phil Gorn and all the people in Kurj and Kujak as, uh, you know, display that, you know, this, the link with song and, and language. I suppose music is a very important part of a lot of different languages and cultures and things. If you're coming from a music background, how do you see the link between Manx music and the Manx language? I think Manx language and Manx songs are really intrinsically interwoven and not only can songs be a really good way for people who haven't come across a language before to get into the language and, and it piques their curiosity um, so it's a very organic way to people to find out so maybe through just listening to a cd or going to a concert or maybe they start learning songs from Roy McGee at the nursery songs and rhymes app or book with cd um, but they can also really make us feel part of the community even more so than um, speaking. So as well as speaking, we can be singing together in the pub and we can sing a Ren Evi or we can be singing something else at, a, at a, an e-gilgak or a Kjola's Gilg evening. And um, you can learn so much from songs as well. So the language in them, the idioms and different turns of phrases and different vocabulary, they can teach us a lot about how life was um, when the songs were written. Um, and also, you know, some of those themes are still really important to us now, themes of, of emotions, love and loss and all of those things. Um, so I do think it's just something that adds to the richness of the fabric of the language. 
and um, it's a way for people to come together as well and actually teaching Manx and teaching music is very very similar as well because they're both languages music is a language and um, you still kind of come to things very similarly in the way that you teach them so um, and approach them so um, from that point of view I found it to be quite quite similar between both teaching Manx um, and teaching music. Do you have any favourite pieces of Manx music or songs that you'd recommend? Well, I love loads of different Manx songs, but I, I really love songs that Annie Kizik writes and Bob Carswell writes as well. Um, both of them are such wonderful songwriters. Um, I've got such a lot of time for them both. And um, yeah, their songs can make me cry and make me elated. Um, and oh, yeah, I just think they're brilliant and yeah <laughs> I could go on about them all day but I won't so if you get a chance to check out Bob Carswell's work or Annie Kizik's work if you're listening please do um songs like Irina Grania by Bob Carswell's Beautiful and um loads and loads of different ones by Annie Kizik um Misha Zakin is really nice Woody Bag and um anything she's written for Kurjan Kujak gorgeous We'll have to see if we can get some links uh, in the description for things that you've mentioned today so people can check them out. Good my Morid, Song Thank you for taking part today. And um, yeah, it's been really interesting for you to talk about Culture Bannon and Bernada and all the plans for Manx in the future. Thank you very much, Erin. It was lovely to hear, uh, be here and speak to you. All right, Slendia. Slendia. Good my podcast in Zidi Heltish. Tashin Shezach to Studerin to Kuradai and Kleachta Jay as in Studeris Jay as Truge, Yernish, Giltnahalba, Gilkwananach, Bretnish, Kernowish as Britannish. Fodishuka Shilya Oranak Nadulig and Twitter as Facebook Iron Egg at Celtic Students, Red Tanayach Makyonu Studeris in Kelchach Ragadan, Mabishach their Fizari Bentonrish and Kohalu Blen Oiline, Episode in Norjain Podcast as Cohortis in Norish and Blog News. Slim you! Thank you for listening to the Celtic Students Podcast. We are a student association that promotes the use and study in and of Irish, Scottish Gaelic, Manx, Welsh, Cornish and Breton. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Celtic Students, where you will find the latest news in Celtic studies, details of new podcast episodes and blog posts, as well as information regarding our annual conference. See you soon.